against the Amigo Museum podcast. Scott and Ryan each sold separately. You can pull them, you can bend them, even have a tug of war. No matter how you stretch them, they keep coming back for more. Hi, and welcome to the Amigo Museum podcast. I'm Brian. And I'm Scott. And we're back. Uh, it seems really fitting to uh, get the band back together, so to speak, uh, at the advent of Christmas and all the new and exciting things that are happening right now. So we decided to do a special Christmas episode. Well, it's it's been a while since we've done the podcast for various reasons, uh, and uh, we're excited to be back into it. And it definitely seems like a, a nice Christmas message to all our Amigo Head friends out there was in order. And um, was very excited to put out the word on the forums to that we wanted to have people call in to our special number and uh, record a Christmas greeting and share some Christmas memories and let us know what they would want to see under the tree this year. And so that is what we did. And I'm very happy to say that we have gotten very interactive and a flood of calls. A veritable flood of calls. And uh, the podcast is going to be... Um, sort of, it's going to be broken up into two parts because what actually happened is we've already recorded a podcast between Brian and myself, and then we got more calls that came in after the record deadline. And isn't that always the way it is? Um, everybody was like, oh no, I missed the deadline. I wanted to call in. So what we're doing is we're going to, uh, we, we're doing this record now, and we're going to listen to the calls and chat about them, and then follow that up with. Uh, the first podcast that we recorded. So it may be a little disjointed, but it's just a big, messy uh, box of Christmas fun. Yeah, it was, it was too good to throw out. Yes. And uh, yeah, just don't mind the mind to continuity. I've got a mustache in the later episode, which doesn't make sense. Right, right. And, yeah. of course, we were very, very drunk at the time. Yes, yes, so, of course. But, it, but it's Christmas, so. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, well, it, it's kind of fake Christmas, but yeah. <laughs> But, uh, no, we got some really cool calls coming in, and I'm happy to share it with you. And uh, I just think, it, you know, I love to listen to people uh, talk about Migos, you know. Really? Yeah, I do. I just oh, – it's, it's, so it's a weakness. Odd. So – and it just doesn't happen in my day-to-day life very often, so. Yeah, um, it's, it doesn't it get exciting when somebody even knows what you're talking about. Oh, totally. Yeah. Totally. So um, so let's uh, let's get this party started. Let's uh, our first call uh, comes to us uh, from Andy. Let's hear what Andy has to say. Hey, Merry Christmas, Migo heads. This is Andy Rab from Rochester, New York. Uh, I am hedgy on the message boards. Uh, you'll probably see my big creep show banner at the end there. And uh, yeah, I'd love to share my my Migo memories from from Christmas's past. I'd love to, but uh, I don't think I can because I think my memory is compromised. Uh, in fact, somebody needs to do like a, a Christmas of the 1970s book uh, to jar my memories, hint, hint. Uh, but uh, I think the reason my memory is compromised is because I do have this one memory of Christmas. It had to be either 76 or 77. Christmas Eve, I'm sledding, and I thought it would be really nifty to grab a low-hanging branch of a tree and do some kind of stunt uh, on my sled, but I ended up hitting the trunk of the tree really hard, smashing my head. Uh, this was Christmas Eve. They took me off uh, off the hill on the sled as a stretcher, and I suffered a, a pretty severe concussion. And I remember coming home from the hospital, and Santa Claus had come, 
and waiting for me was my record player with my Power Records Christmas album, uh, the one with the big three, Superman, Batman, and Wonder Woman on the cover. And I just remember just absolutely digging that and listening to it Christmas Eve and laughing my head off at, at parts of it. And I think my whole family thought maybe that I, I had done some, some brain damage. Uh, but that was my big Christmas memory. Under the tree this year, well, I got to say last year I, I ordered Brick Mantooth and uh, the Mego Zine as sort of a Christmas present to myself. And that totally made my Christmas. Uh, lots of warm fuzzies from that. So uh, this year I'm hoping to get Rack Toys. And I also put a uh, the Mego Shipper Collector's Book on my list. Maybe hoping to get those Batman figures from Figures Toy. Uh, just like everybody else, uh, I think those would be pretty groovy to open up on Christmas morning. And uh, I have a pretty good feeling I'll be getting some uh, Galactic uh, three-pack from uh, Biff Bang Pow in the, the tin lunchbox. Uh, I have a pretty good feeling because I ordered that one for myself. Uh, but I'd just like to say thanks to my fellow Mego heads. Uh, Mego Museum is it's my first stop every day, and it's my fast track to the happy place. And it's just a just an awesome community of, of great like-minded individuals who have similar great tastes and definitely the friendliest forum on the web. So thanks so much, you guys. Have a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Oh, that's fantastic. Thanks, Andy. Yeah, it's great to hear from you. Fabulous start. That put and me I, on the fast track to the happy place. Yeah, absolutely. And, and uh, I think I've solved your memory issue. It might have to do with that tree. Um, yeah. Ouch. Yeah. But, uh, no, that was fantastic, and I'm really glad to uh, hear you like Migozine. And, and uh, you know, I couldn't help but notice the little mention to Christmas in the 70s. That was a, a book project that um, me and a, another person have been trying to get off the ground for years, and it's just, yeah. been, it's just been hard. Um, but it is something that I'm hoping to resurrect in the, in the coming months. Well, you're going to have to follow up Rack Toys with something, and that seems like a natural, so... I got a plan. Yeah, I'm sure you do. Your empire yeah. is growing as, as we speak. Oh, but yeah, Andy's a big Andy's a big brick, brick Mantooth fan, and and you know, and a, and a big shout out for the healing power of Power Records. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I, I I'm becoming a, a little more obsessed with those every week. It seems, you know, I'd forgotten how great those are. There's so many. Yeah, I was I was. Uh, isn't there a new podcast uh, out about? Power Records? Yes, that? it's by the venerable Rob Kelly and our own Earth 2 Chris, Chris Franklin, um, it was, was on the first episode. Oh, and that's he'll, great. Prob- he'll probably return. I listened to that whole thing because it, it was just, if you haven't checked that out, check that out. I believe yeah. it, it's, uh, you could probably find the link over at the Aquaman Shrine. Um, but they, they talked about that, uh, that weird one where they did Man Thing and the first. I think few panels of the Man Thing Power Record is a clown shooting himself in the head. Nice. And it's just like, who? How did this get by? (laughs) There was just no such thing as standards and practices back then. We do what we like. (laughs) Fantastic. All right. Well, let's take uh, let's take another call. But thanks for calling in, Andy. It was great to hear from you. And Merry Christmas to you. Really appreciate that, Andy. All right, so uh, our next call comes from, well, I won't tell you quite where it comes from. I think you might be able to tell. Merry Christmas from the Bronx. Uh, This is Kevin Fiore. Um, 
I have to say Christmas for me and my brothers, uh, Frankie and Scott, uh, the, the latter, Scott, who got me into collecting Migos again. Uh, they were epic. Uh, all my Christmas memories of presents piled up uh, all over the room on Christmas morning. Uh, God bless Mom and Dad who uh, made sure they kept it that way every year. We were truly blessed. Uh, everyone had their stories uh, about uh, where they used to get their meagles from. Uh, mine were, uh, was Macy's department store. We always managed to hit the toy section when they had a toy section, if anybody remembers that, and headed straight for the meagle display. And uh, they, they were all solid boxes back then because I'm old enough to remember those. Um, we would rarely leave with anything. Uh, why? Because mom always found a way uh, to get them out of the store and under the tree without us knowing. Uh, great job, Mom and Dad. Uh, each year there would be a, a theme, whether it was uh, Johnny West, G.I. Joe, Miko, Big Jim, Lone Ranger, and Tonto. Uh, it, 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 there was always something that kept us occupied. It almost feels like it was yesterday that I can actually see these things right in front of me. Good times. It really was good times. Uh, like I said, my brother Scott was the one that uh, got me back into collecting Mingos again, that and uh, being bedridden for almost a year and becoming nostalgic about uh, my favorite toys, the world's greatest superheroes. Uh, all I did was search eBay for deals. Uh, then I found the Mingo Museum, and the rest was a wrap. Uh, last Christmas was the first year I gave Mingo again at Christmas. Uh, my brother Scott got a human torch. Uh, all the Western heroes and original bags and uh, boxed uh, bearded Action Jackson. He in turn responded in kind by getting me a carded cloth emblem Batman to replace the one he conveniently took from me when he got married and moved. Um, uh, I have spent uh, since Migo Meat uh, collecting uh, figures for him uh, for, for Christmas. Uh, this year he should be uh, getting uh, um, a thing, a Mr. Fantastic, and a Hulk that he's been hounding me about, uh, along with the spare Action Jackson treehouse, and if I'm super generous, my extra bat lab. Uh, he will also be getting a set of the first wave uh, Remigo Batman set from Figures Toy Company. And if uh, they get their second series delivered before Christmas, he'll probably get that as well. I already, I already know what I got myself uh, for Christmas. I spoiled myself and I got myself the uh, box screen arrow bar. Although it's missing the arrow missiles, uh, it completes my vehicle collection. Uh, I put a few things on my wish list for this year. Uh, hopefully uh, a box thing will show up, which happens to be the last of my original boxes that will complete my Fantastic Four collections, and uh, maybe a box Johnny Jackson that I saw on eBay. Uh, been on Action Jackson kick lately, so maybe that stuff will show up. I'll keep my fingers crossed. Happy holidays, everybody. Well, that was Kevin's uh, Christmas memories and, and hopes for the future, and, and uh, I think you can guess where he's from. Um, that's pretty fantastic <laughs> memory of seeing uh, a display of solid box Migos. Especially at Macy's, that must have been something to see. And oh my God! Burned a hole in his memory. Um, yeah, that'll that'll pretty much warp you and turn you into Amiga collector for the rest of your yeah. life. Yeah, I don't share that, and I kind of wish I did. Yeah, well, uh, I, I mean, I got to say, like, wow. Um, 
uh, Christmas at, at Kevin's house was it sounds amazing, mm. you know. But I guess I guess having a couple of brothers will will do that. They really must have had to load up every year. But uh, yeah, the the all the stuff he was listing was making my mouth water. <laughs> Actually, it was doing the same for me. Yeah, like, a, the idea of a themed Christmas is just brilliant. I don't know. It's like yeah, the Johnny West Christmas and the Big Jim Christmas. Wow. Yeah, I want to go to there. Go, yeah. mom. And the idea of, of uh, gifting yourself a Green Arrow car, well, that's never a bad idea. Oh, yeah. No, no. This this Christmas is going to be even better than Christmas 1973 for these guys. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, yeah, you didn't I, – I guess you didn't know I'm actually a long-lost Fiori brother. Are you? Yeah, no, I'm, 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 I'm absolutely sure of it. I mean, of course, I lost my accent over time, but I'm expecting a big box from Kevin. I'm looking forward to it. You can reunite at this year's Migo Meet. Bro! Yeah. That's right. Kevin so so Kevin will be one of the many attendees at the uh at this upcoming Migo meet. It stands to reason he he's been at the previous ones. Oh, fantastic. I haven't yeah. haven't I haven't been in a while, but I think this year I'm going to make it. Fantastic. So I look forward to look forward to meeting him. So, yep. Did you hear that? I sure did. <laughs> All right. Well, there may be there there may be some the pitter patter of little feet above our heads, but we're going to continue on with this podcast. I can, I can go right into the next one. Too. Okay. Play dates be damned. Yeah. Um, all right, but yeah, thanks for thanks for calling in, Kevin. And uh, interesting story too. Like again, the the healing power of collectibles. Um, Kevin mentioning that you know he was sick and bedridden for a while, and that started him on his his eBay Mego collecting adventures. It's nice. Yeah. It's really nice to hear. Yeah. Better shopping. Better better healing through shopping. Well, it's the right reasons. No, it absolutely is. Well, you know, these things sort of, you know, I find them very nurturing, so um, me yay too. me goes. Okay, so our next call comes from north of the border. Yeah, and then it's it's a voice I know, even though he didn't identify himself. He didn't uh, identify himself. This is who? Samurai Noir. Okay, let's hear what Sam has to say. One of my favorite uh, Mego memories is uh, finding the 12-inch Batman, Robin, and Spider-Man under the tree uh, up here in Canada where I live. Uh, I guess these were where the, the first 12-inch uh, Mego superheroes were produced, and it was those that I stared at longingly as a kid on the shelves of a chain of stores uh, called Byway, and uh, of course that staring must have uh, hinted at what I wanted for Christmas, because uh, yeah, eventually these these wonderful uh, items ended up uh, uh, at my house on Christmas Day. All right, so that's fantastic. So Mom really knew how to take a hint. Absolutely. And and boy, does that um, hit a lot of keys for me there. Um, you've got Byway Department Stores, which I remember, they were kind of a low-end discount chain in Canada. Um, you've got the 12-inch superheroes, and they were a big deal here. Uh-huh. They came out, I think, in 77 or 78, and I can remember running my mom ragged to get a Robin in that format. Um, I guess I was the original completist. I had to have Robin in any format he came out in. Right. So th that th th that really hits home for me. Uh, the I don't 
our local byway never had those. The only thing I remember them having was an entire wall of uh, Dobie from Starsky and Hutch. Ooh. Yeah, and I remember as a kid thinking, <laughs> who'd ever want one of these? <laughs> Much less two dozen of them. Doodly, doodly, do me. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, it's... <laughs> hey, it's a cool it's, figure. I mean, you know, I look it's a me. great figure, but, you know, it, it was lost on nine-year-old me at the time. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, that's a brilliant <laughs> Canadiana memory, and I'm, I'm glad that uh, Ed is representing. Fantastic. Yeah. So, so the so the 12-inch the, the 12-inch figures originated in Canada? Yes. Um I've gone on about it a little bit on the museum and in Migozine. Yeah. They were the brainchild of uh, Morris Kotzer. Right. Ran Parkdale Novelty here in Canada. He just liked 12-inch figures. And when it came down to it, Migo really didn't want to release them in the US. So he paid for everything. He paid for the tooling. He, he ordered the minimum to get it all done. Um, and then other other countries like UK and, and France, they kind of picked up on it too. So you can get some of those early Canadian – all the variations will drive you crazy. You can get some of those early Canadian figures um, in different boxes in different languages in Italy and in France and, and, yeah. and the UK. And then Migo, I think by 79, realized, hey, they're onto something. And they, they did release 12-inch Heroes, but – None of them resemble the original early Canadian ones. They have different bodies. They have different head sculpts for the for the most part. You know, like Superman now looks like Christopher Reeve-ish. Right. And, you know, they retooled the Batman. And Spider-Man is much more buff in the, in the American version. Huh. So it's, it's, a little, it's a little time when we had something you didn't. Right. Yeah. Hey, guys. There's two Chris here. Um, I know for sure uh, I got the uh, Mego uh, Batcave and Batmobile uh, one year. I think I was like three. I mean, that's like my earliest Christmas memory that I know uh, that I got that toy from for Christmas, those toys for Christmas. Uh, another year I got the uh, Fonzie uh, Jalopy and Fonzie. And uh, I got the uh, 12-inch Spider-Man one year. I have photographic proof of that. Uh, the others, unfortunately, I don't. Uh, but uh, this year, um, I don't know what I'm going to get, but, I, you know, my wife always comes through with some really cool vintage stuff, so that's always good. Uh, and, um, you know, I'm hoping uh, maybe there's an MC uh, uh, Phantom underneath the tree because that is a really sweet-looking figure. So I hope I get that. And uh, I just want to say Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, Happy Hanukkah, whatever you celebrate, have a happy one. And thanks to Scott, Brian, Steve, Joe, Scott A., and anybody else that helps keep the Amigo Museum going. It's the best toy community, the best community on the web. Thanks, guys. Okay, cool. Great to hear from you, Chris. Yeah, and, and good for the ego. Um, yeah. Really nice to hear from Chris. Uh, he has a wonderful situation in his family where his wife is actually a toy collector as well. That's right. So he does get some cool goodies that uh, make us all a bit jealous. And uh, <laughs> it's a pretty fantastic uh, situation he's got going on there. Um, good memories there. Uh, I like the uh, the idea of getting Fonzie and his jalopy for Christmas. 
Yeah, completely. Again, that's that's sort of one of those toys that I don't even I don't remember seeing or being aware of when when I was a kid. So it's, I'm always kind of fascinated. Like, wow, you you actually had that. You you played with that in real life. You you never had a Fonzie doll. Uh, no, I never had one. No, you, you weren't no. aware of them. I, I remember the Fonzie, but I didn't know okay. that he had cars and play sets. Oh, and oh I don't me, even either, think, me either. I, yeah. I didn't think I knew that there were you know the other characters or anything like that. But yeah. yeah. I think I've told this story before, but um, my my family was driving to Florida, and um, I'd say around five in the morning they just stopped somewhere and I they they shoved me out of the car to take a bathroom break at a truck stop. <laughs> and, <laughs> and they found you a week later. No. Well, no, no. As I walked to the bathroom in this truck stop, I saw the Migo Happy Days characters, and just kind of did a double take. <laughs> And then you know went back to the car and and uh, you know it was that that went on for years thinking did I dream those or did I see those you know <laughs> in a truck stop in Florida yeah well probably not in Florida probably in Tennessee that's a random memory so, wow yeah yeah because they didn't sell those in Canada so huh yeah that's amazing I just love the fact that you were this like you were so aware of Migo like back then I was obsessed yeah <laughs> um. Cool. Well, Merry Christmas to uh, the whole uh, Earth 2 family over there. Yeah. And uh, thanks for calling in. So next, now we're going to head over into my neck of the woods and uh, get a call from Hardy Girl. Ah. Hello, Amigo Heads. This is the Hardy Girl. Well, as an icky girl, I only had two Migos in the 70s, a black action Jackson and a Laney dancing doll. And the Laney dancing doll I got when I was seven. And the Black Action Jackson, I had two of them. The first one I got when I was five, and I played with it and played with it, and I lost it. And then so I bugged my parents for another one, and I got it for Christmas when I was six. And then lo and behold, we found it behind the couch on Christmas Day. So then I had two Black Action Jacksons along with a uh, fire suit and the um, snowmobile outfit. And Lainey, I played with and played with until she died. The motor just quit. So, um, and also, I hope to find this year because I bought them for myself. Um, the um, uh, figures and figures company toys, uh, Joker and Riddler. And I hope all you Mego heads have a wonderful Christmas. Thanks, Scott. Thanks, Brian. Bye, bye. Well, that was awesome. That was nice to hear from Sherry. Totally um, awesome. And, you know, I have a funny thing. I'm, I'm a bit jealous she had two black action Jacksons. I wanted those as a kid. Yeah. Uh, my dad bought a closeout of action Jacksons, but all we got was like white bearded. Right. And I used to stare at the box. I think he's, <laughs> I think he's saving a child from a hippo, <laughs> which seemed ridiculous to me as a kid. Now I realize the hippos are actually kind of dangerous. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, yeah, I looked through probably 30, 40 cases of Action Jacksons and then gave up because we, we they just didn't come to Canada. So oh my goodness. I, I'm very jealous. And she is the second person to grace the boards that had a Laney. Is that right? Yeah, there was another member of the boards years ago that not only had a Laney, she still had it, and she she was in a band, and they would bring Laney onto the stage. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Do you remember her? I think her name was Kristen. Wow. Vaguely. I'm, fr- I'm sorry to say. 
Now, I only know Lainey from that commercial that's in the commercial reels that has that song that will be in our heads for the next three, four days. (laughs) So that's that's really cool that that those are her two Mego memories. Yeah, yeah. No, I've seen – Hardy Girl lives in – she actually lives like a mile away from my house. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, here in Oakland. So, so we've met several times, and I've I've seen her. I've seen her lady and uh, and the rest of her collection. She's got an awesome toy room. Yeah, I think she shared it a few times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But she's got she's got you know a very sort of eclectic selection of toys. But and, it's not uh, just a the, toy room; it's a retro room, isn't it? Oh, it's very retro. Yeah. 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 No, and, like right uh, down to the. I mean, she's got you know like the dynamite posters of um, what's his name, Rick Springfield and Sean Cassidy. Oh right, so, yeah. yeah. She's a big fan, great person, and a, and a great member of the Mega Museum. Um, we're hearing from a lot of our our you know longtime our favorite core. people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, that's a blast. It's it's completely a blast, um, especially you know here at the at the end of the year in the in the Christmas season. You know, I mean, Christmas is supposed to be all about family, and um, you know everybody on the Mega boards is uh, is really one big family. So it's great to hear from everybody. Mm. I'll be home for Christmas. All right, so uh, keeping with our Action Jackson theme, let's hear what uh, Mittenbox Tom has to say. Absolutely. Hey, guys, uh, this is Tom, uh, probably best known on the boards as Mittenbox41. I hope everyone's having a great holiday season and keeping warm from what is surely a very early winter for many of us. I know it is for me here in Louisville and my buddy Chris in Lexington. Um, as far as Mego Christmas memories go, I have a very specific memory that tells the story behind the only two photographs that exist of me holding a Mego on Christmas morning, uh, more specifically Action Jackson. I remember watching those early commercials and really wanting the black-haired, clean-shaven version. And I think the reason why I was keen on him is because he always seemed to be the primary subject in those commercials. So that was the one I wanted so I could recreate those adventures. And when Christmas came, I got him, I got the uh, blonde-bearded version, and Santa delivered the Safari Remote Control Jeep and the uh, Ski Patrol Adventure Set. And I have these two pictures of me as a very young child holding each of those figures, and I guess with an expression of pride that you can only get from a child. So those are great memories, and I love them. Um, The following Christmas... I received the Mego Star Trek Enterprise playset, along with Kirk, Spock, McCoy, and I believe it was the Klingon figure. And those were a blast, too, to get on Christmas morning. And that was a, a big deal in that particular year. They, that was just like the big thing that Mego had out. Uh, but here's the most interesting part to that experience that I vividly remember. Only after... I saw those figures and playset in the toy store. Did I start watching the show itself with any regularity? It wasn't that I wasn't aware of Star Trek because the show was broadcast every Sunday morning back back in those days, and it was for years and years, as we all know. But being a fan of the Mego-style figures made me a bigger fan of the show. So there's a good example of uh, brand loyalty, if you will, leading me to other related goods. And in this instance, it may not have been so much the brand, so much as the concept of an 8-inch figure in cloth outfits, uh, a cloth outfit, which was still a new idea back in those days. But Mego, you know, as we all know, was the, the flagship to that movement. 
And, uh, and since we're on the subject of that license, I would like to note that I think Paul and MC made incredible reproductions of those figures years ago. I think uh, Star Trek and probably Planet of the Apes are the two best reproduction lines I've seen to date. I mean, I think they, they just knocked it out of the park. I thought the figures, the cloth outfits, the backer cards, even the artwork looked almost dead like it just came off the pegboard in 1974-75. For this Christmas, uh, once again, I'm diving into my nostalgic mode, and I've asked my wife to go ahead and get me the first set of Amigo reproductions by FTC. Uh, I know I was pretty tough on those when I, I saw early photographs, but it turned out it was the photographs that were giving me the issues and not the figures themselves, because when I finally saw well-lit, well-shot pictures of these figures, I thought they looked fantastic. And uh, I just you just can't be denied when they look that good. And even though I have the originals, there's something really special about getting something brand new again right off the shelf. And when you can get that, under wrapped under the Christmas tree, you can't beat that. So, uh, and I think that's all integral to the collector experience, uh, having that off the shelf, uh, brand new filling again. So, uh, I'm looking forward to having uh, some neat experiences and hopefully some photographs uh, to report back after this Christmas, so I can share that with everyone. But anyway, uh, sorry for the long message. I hope everyone has a safe, happy, and warm holiday season. And I'll be seeing you on the boards. Take care, guys. Bye-bye. All right. Well, thanks for calling in, Tom, and Merry Christmas. And yeah, it's Happy always New great Year. to hear. Yeah, it's always great to hear from Tom. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, and I could totally relate. I think we actually talk in in, in podcast uh, version 1.0, um, mentioning that I got I got the Star Trek Enterprise for for Christmas, and uh, the same. It, but I was in the same boat. I had no. I, I had never seen Star Trek. I had no, I had no idea what it was, um, but my uncle, my uncle Jeff, gave it to me, and uh, he he was a big Trekkie, um, which I think that was really like the first first time I ever realized that there were some adults who were kind of into nerdy kid things. Yeah, you know? like I did. I mean, you know, my parents were not those kind of people, really. But is, is, was, is that a, is that a younger than your parents' uncle? Uh, no, he's actually my mom's older brother. Oh, weird. But he was, you know, just he kind of a, you know, he had he had good taste and, you know, was a, a smart, uh, uh, you know, pop culture enthusiast. And uh, but so he was kind of one of the, you know, he was an original Trekkie. He loved to watch the reruns and and he just was delighted to, you know, find this this play set and give it to me for Christmas. And uh, that turned me into a Trekkie. And then I was I started watching the. Watching the reruns at six o'clock on Channel Eight out of El Paso, Texas, and um, uh, it was a great, great entree into being a, a science fiction geek. You know, I, well, I didn't really know what that no was all last, about. It had no lasting effects on you whatsoever. <laughs> Not at all. Bad. Not at all. But uh, yeah, yeah. And, and it does, and it does trip me out to hear uh, people who I guess are just a slightly bit older than I was because I had no memory of Action Jackson either. Yeah, but, uh, you know what a what, what a bounty of cool Action Jackson stuff. I love the Safari Jeep; it's one of my favorites. Yeah, like uh, my memories of Action Jackson are almost I shouldn't have had them, but my dad bought them on closeout. Right. So you know I'm too young for it, but obviously uh, that's how I got it. And you would look at the back of the cards or the boxes and see. Could you see some of the vehicles on the back? Yeah, you could. Mm. And I I just dreamed of what those would look like. So it must have been neat to get those on a Christmas morning because. Uh, 
Well, I, I think they're pretty dandy now. So. Yeah, no, they're fantastic, and it's always it's always been it's always been interesting to me though that they they that Mego made so many remote control vehicles early on that they didn't follow up with with you know you never got a remote control Batmobile. Yeah, that, there there may have been a reason for that. Maybe maybe they just didn't find that uh, it worked at the price point. I'm not sure. I mean, they did make the Starsky and Hutch car motorized. Well, that's true, but it didn't have the same kind of, you know, like everything on that early Mego stuff had that sort of attached remote control handle with, you know, with the cord yeah. um, for either the horses or the safari jeep or whatever. And, uh, you know, there was somebody who posted on the boards a few years ago saying that his mom was worked at a, at a store and he remembered like all that stuff was getting returned because it didn't work very well. Yeah, I remember that story too. But uh, um, in any case, fun stuff, great, great stuff for Christmas morning. Yeah, for sure. And Tom, like I think, just it seems like everybody who's called in is going to have these uh, figures, toys, Batman figures <laughs> under the Christmas tree. And, Except me. Yeah. Well, well, you, what do you got to do? You got to do what everybody else has done. You got to buy them yourself and wrap them and put them under the tree. Yeah, I guess. You know, you, know. You, Brian, you got to be nicer to Brian. You've been yeah, a good boy this year. You should buy yourself some Migos. You know, it's the same reason I don't go to a bar on St. Patrick's Day. <laughs> it's opposite day for me. <laughs> um, <laughs> Christmas I, is for amateurs. I'm, I'm 51 weeks a year nice to Brian. I should give away things on <laughs> Christmas. That's right. Well, I almost feel like I just should just start a tradition where on Christmas nobody gives me any presents, but I go through and like wrap everything that I bought for myself over the course of the last year. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know what? I, every Christmas, I want to take a photo op of all the, the the wrappings and bring out boxed Migos. And I've yet to do it, and I probably won't do it this year either. Oh my goodness! So, you I know, know it, one year, one year I moved apartments um, around Christmas time. Yeah. And so you know, I like I moved into this apartment in in November, and I unpacked everything except my Migo collection, and then I actually. I, I wrapped it in, in, in Christmas paper and saved it for Christmas. So I did actually have one Christmas. I mean, that was the greatest Mego Christmas ever because it was like an entire collection all at one time. <laughs> okay, anyway, on that awkward note, let's uh, go to our last call for the holiday season. And this one comes from longtime m- m- museum member, Underdoggy. Hey, guys, this is Steve, um, Underdog on the uh, Mego Museum. Um, I don't have too many uh, Christmas memories from the past uh, with Mego. Uh, seems that all those uh, great gifts seem to be on non-holiday occasions. But for 2013, uh, me personally hoping for an 11th Doctor under the tree for me. Uh, and then what's priceless is my 8-year-old son asking me for uh, the Riddler and also um, the uh, Bruce Wayne and Dick Grayson figures because he's seen pictures of them and knows that those things are uh, on sale or going for sale. And it brings me back to a uh, happier Mego time. Hope this is a good sound bite for you all and uh, talk to you all on the board soon. Well, that's a great call from Steve because uh, not only does he share the same thing with me where Migos were more of a birthday or, or everyday occasion, um, but he, he's, he's getting the uh, hopefully getting the uh, brilliant Biff Bang Pow 11th Doctor figure for Christmas. 
And I don't know if you noticed this, uh, Scott, but the other day, uh, Jason from Biff Bang Pow came on the boards and basically said they only did those figures carded basically for us because we had been uh, voicing uh, a little bit of a concern that we could only get that figure in a lunchbox. Oh, my goodness. And uh, grab them with both hands because once they're gone, they're gone. Their numbers are very limited. And I cannot uh, stress how great a figure that is. That is probably my favorite Doctor Who figure in a long time, and that's saying a lot. That's fantastic. It looks really great. And um, I happen to know, I think, that I may have one of those under my tree this year. Oh, fantastic. Which is saying something because I'm not the biggest Doctor Who fan in the world. You will be. But I... <laughs> also, we shouldn't, we shouldn't disregard the fact that uh, Steve's son is asking for Migos. Oh, yeah. And th- that, that, that is awesome. That is something I failed to do in my household was get the kids turned on to this stuff. Um, but uh, so, so uh, my, I tip my hat to you, sir. That's fantastic. Yeah. Well, you know, one of the things that I, I uh, you know, obviously I love being a toy collector and being able to share that with my son. And, um, you know, the only hope really is 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 that uh, he'll be able to lead a normal life. Right. Um, you know, despite having completely eclectic and unpopular taste in toys. What I'll have to do is I'll have to get the remigomuseum.com uh, website address and just not use it. <laughs> That will well, save the future generation. No, well, we're just going to pass. We're going to pass this this burden on to our children, right? Yeah, yeah. That, that, that that's a good way of putting it. <laughs> that's how my wife describes it. Yeah, that's right. You know, little <laughs> little Fletcher and Jonah and Dean will like be running their their website. Yeah, how much should I ask for this crap that my dad left? <laughs> So anyway, well, it's been it's it's been fun having uh, having all these calls on the Mega Museum podcast Christmas special. Yes, thank you very much, guys. It's really awesome to hear so much an outpouring of support like this. Yeah, thanks th- thanks for participating, and you know, thanks for for being there. You know, really every day, starting it off there at your at your happy place because uh, you know it makes it, it makes our life a better place too because you know yeah. that's where we are. I, I wake up every morning and want to see what you guys have written. Yeah, yeah. So, and I think, and I think that the that this uh, this call-in idea is great. We we should do more of it. I think it would be really interesting to open it up uh, to different subjects and and have people call in and you know do a podcast a theme podcast every now and then, and we'll all sort of have the same conversation. Absolutely, I'm game. Yeah, cool. All right, well, so we're going to wrap up this section of the podcast and move on to the first section of the podcast, which we recorded previously, so... Take it away, past Brian and Scott. Even have a tug of war No matter how you stretch them They keep coming back for more One, two, three, go! Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Amigo Museum Podcast. I'm Brian. And I'm Scott. And it has been a while. Yeah, if we're showing up in your iTunes feed, it's not some terrible technical error we've actually decided to record another edition of the amiga museum podcast uh, and, and and it's been a long time coming i know you and i have been kicking it around for a while and with the advent of christmas it was it seemed like the perfect time yes that's absolutely right we make no guarantees as to whether or not we will do another podcast anytime soon we might we may not but a christmas special definitely seemed in order 
and um, you've been rocking it on the podcasting front lately, so I had to pry you back out of Jason Lindsay's hands and uh, see if you could do this. <laughs> well, yeah, J- Jason is a sharing guy and has no <laughs> issue with that. <laughs> Well, I appreciate that. But no, seriously, congratulations on the, the Pod Stallions podcast. It's been a lot of fun to listen to. Thanks a lot. Yeah, it's, it's been a lot of fun to do. It was a learning curve because uh, people aren't probably aware. You've always handled the technical issues on on uh, our side. Yes. And on Pod Stallions, uh, I, I default to being the technical guy, which is kind of sad. Um, and you were actually really instrumental in getting Pod Stallions set up because I had no idea what I was doing. Well, you took you took it and you ran with it. You did a great job. So, Thanks. I like the I like the opener too. It's very very complicated and and fun. Yeah, I, ha- I have a lot of fun with that. Yeah, yeah. but it's, so uh, it's Christmas time in Mego Land. Yes, and uh, we thought we would get together and chat about because nothing makes me want Migos more than 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 Christmas time. And and I think this year especially, there's a lot of uh, retro vibes that'll be under the tree. I mean, you've got uh, you've got some wonderful offerings from MC. You've got some uh, great stuff coming out from Figures Toy Company. Mm-hmm. Uh, Biff Bang Pal has been rocking it with their stuff. So it, 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 more than ever, it's you can have that kind of uh, well, you can have whatever you want. Basically, you can have what what was and what never was and should have been. Right, which is really cool. Well, I think it's definitely going to. There's going to be a lot of of intense flashbacks happening for a lot of people uh, this Christmas, especially as those figures, toys, Batman figures get get opened up. Because um, we've had, I mean, we've had you know some great Mego goodness coming along in the last few years, but there's uh, those in particular are really going to take a lot of people back to Christmas 1976 or so. Yeah, actually, that that would be. I don't have many Christmas memories of Mego. Mego seemed to be more of an everyday kind of thing where, you know, I could talk my mom into Amigo, but Mego Robin, Christmas 1975, I remember really well. I have photos of it. I loved that thing. And uh, that's that's a really happy memory. So I, I can kind of relate to that. Yeah. Well, you know, my my birthday is two weeks after Christmas. Oh, sorry. So, no, well, you know, it kind of works out because it's sort of like whatever you didn't get for Christmas, you had a decent chance that it would show up on oh, your birthday. Yeah. And, so and it, it would a, probably be on sale. Well, that was kind of a mixed bag, actually, because part of the oh. part of the problem is 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 after Christmas, everything is sold out. Right. So, I mean, like one of the defining moments of my childhood is is you know, for Christmas, I didn't get the Millennium Falcon playset, um, but I got a I got birthday money. With a cutout picture of the Millennium Falcon from the catalog, <laughs> yeah, in a card from my grandfather, and um, but God bless it, I never got a Millennium Falcon because they were all sold out after Christmas. Oh, really? So yeah, no, I went down, I placed the order with the Sears catalog. I went down to the catalog store like uh, three days, every three days, with a little sad look on my face, and said, "Is my Millennium Falcon here yet?" And it never showed oh my up. Gosh. It never showed up. Oh, you so, probably made. You probably were like. They're probably a little upset to see you when you walked in the door. <laughs> it was a sad time for me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it really was. I need a moment. Um, anyway, but uh, but so so what I but so Christmas and birthday kind of blend together. So I can't always remember what I got for Christmas and what I got for my birthday. Yeah, I imagine as such. Yeah, I've I've got a three month birth. 
between them. So um, that helps. But of exactly. course, I mean, your dad was in the toy business too, so you do have kind of a warped view of like when you you know getting toys. Uh, yeah, it wasn't. It, well, yeah, the, the, you say that, and you're right because my birthday was always around Toy Fair. Uh, nice. Or the gift show, sorry, the gift show, which was in, uh, which was 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 just about a week or two before my birthday. So they would always bring me back something for the gift show, and you know, I I got a fist fighting Robin one year. Um, uh, my mom brought me a um, a twelve back Tuscan Raider, saying that here's a sample I got you, and it was weird because. Uh, a few years ago, I made the acquaintance of the man who probably gave my mom that sample. Wow! I met a Kenner, a former Kenner Canada salesman that uh-huh. is a friend of mine, and um, I can yeah, I can remember all I can remember all the stuff they brought me back from the gift show because I loved the fact that they were going to the gift show. I remember that <laughs> really well because that was always I'm getting something cool. But um, birthday, usually I only got one good thing, and it was. A lot of the time, that's when I got Amigo, and uh, 9-inch Robin, 12-inch Hulk, that sort of thing. Right. Yeah. Right. But Christmas for me, uh, my mom seemed to want to give us higher price toys. Uh, so Christmas for me, and uh, you know, I sound like a Amigo trader, that's always been $6 million man territory. Hmm. Yeah, that but was when I didn't when realize I that was that, that was stuff. like that. So that was just a different, totally different price point for Migos at the time. Oh yeah, like Migos are three and four dollars for the superheroes back then. Yeah, and I think I not like oh, that's I have, right. That giant doll and all his plastic stuff must have been a little pricier. Here's the Monkey Ward seventy six. Oh, do you just happen um, to have a catalog I lying around in your desk, Brian? We had a Christmas shocked. party. I'm shocked. And somebody gave me a great idea. Why don't you leave old wish books everywhere? And that was a big hit. Oh, that's hilarious! Uh, I was yeah. looking through wish books with my kid yesterday as we were yeah. setting up uh, Christmas, uh, our, our you know Christmas display in the in the living room. I and I had that exact thought. We should have some wish books lying around. Like a true geek, great I minds think that alike. I was. I was very up worried that people would spill their drinks on my catalogs. <laughs> yeah, uh, that would have been a tragedy. So this is 1976 Monkey Wards, which has the beautiful fist fight scene between the Mego superheroes and the Lincoln monsters, which is pretty much in my head every five hours. Um, That's a, me- one of the single you know greatest images of the 20th century, really. Uh, yes, yes, it is. I, that, I, that, there's that Iwo Jima shot and the moon shot and then that shot. Yeah. How I have not made a gigantic poster of this, I don't know. Um, superheroes were 329 mm. and the Lincoln Monsters were also 329 which is crazy because mm. they're not as well made. Um, <laughs> and uh, Steve Austin in this catalog sold for uh, $7.84. Good Lord. So, you know, that seems cheap, but, uh, you know, so he was twice the, the price of Amigo. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so I hear what so, you're saying. Yeah, so I think I got a lot of that kind of stuff. And that that's Christmas and Amigo, I think. I, I can remember getting a lot of Microdots one Amigo. And um, do you remember Christmas. the Aqu- Aquatron? The Aqua? Uh, no, I do not. It was a... Um, like a, a water scooter. I have to I have to remember this. A, a Micronauts better. water scooter? Yeah, it's like it was a it was a, it came with a figure, and it was supposed to be. Um, it's probably not Aquatron. I probably I probably have to go back and look at it again. But it sank in my in my grandparents' bathroom. I was very, <laughs> very disappointed with it. <laughs> 
That's so. tragic. Well, you know, oh. my um, my uh, I, I'm pretty sure that I that I got the Star Trek Enterprise one Christmas, um, as opposed to my birthday. I feel like I got that for I feel like I got that for Christmas. So I got an Enterprise playset and uh, and a set, and a set of figures that came with it. But That's then awesome. for my in for ni- in 1970. Uh, six. There's like there's a picture of my uh, birthday party at the Mego Museum, and we're like playing with the Bat Cave and the Bat Cycle and stuff like that. And um, but my recollection is that I didn't get those toys at that birthday. That I might have gotten like something like like maybe I got the Bat Cycle for my birthday, but I already had the Bat Cave and you know and a bunch of action figures and stuff. And so then it just turned into like a big you know play date at, at my birthday party but i don't remember whether or not i got the bat cave at christmas or or something else it certainly seems like a christmas toy but i wish i had better memories of that it's amazing how those things can drive you mad well and there's really nothing more embarrassing than calling your mother up and asking because <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> like... they don't remember <laughs> <laughs> You know, but honestly, I'll tell you what. I, I I have to feel that that if my son ever calls me about calls me up twenty years from now, asking me the same kind of questions, I probably will remember. You know, I'd like to think so, I'm, but I'm just, I will. Is your son into Clone Wars? Uh, no, we're keeping him away from Clone Wars for as long as we can. I have never. I I, I got sent for his you know eighth or ninth birthday to get some characters, some action figures, hmm. and. I'm staring at a wall of Star Wars figures. And there's another dad looking, and I had to turn to the guy and say, "I don't know who these people are," and I feel like my dad because you know I'm sure that he had that same experience. He probably you know he probably doesn't know his Han Solo from his Chewbacca or whatever. Right. And and I always kind of pride you know pride myself on being a little bit of a Star Wars fan, but you know this this whole this whole thing the I whole I, universe I, is way too much. And it's you know it's it's seventeen different stormtroopers, but if you pick the one without the blue stripe, well you, that guy's a loser, and this guy's awesome, and you know, mm-hmm. I have no idea what I'm doing. So <laughs> you, you may not be able to answer some of those questions in the near future. <laughs> <laughs> well, we shall see. Yeah, we shall see. But uh, yeah, no, right now we're really into. Um, well, my son is going to get some Migos under the Christmas tree this year. Oh, really? Yeah, uh, figures, toy stuff. Because I know he's kind of Batman obsessed. He well, he is Batman obsessed. I, I tell you, this this whole thing couldn't ha- have happened at a better time because he's six years old and he is just squarely in the middle of his Batman phase, and um, and he's, he's got a dad with a basement full of Migos. So it's 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 been an interesting time. Yes, and uh, it's called a happy childhood. It's called a happy childhood. Um, so yeah, so I'm going to give him, uh, you know, he's got, he's got several sort of iterations of Mego Batman that are, you know, put together with, you know, various repro parts and, and whatnot, but we've never had a proper Joker, um, right. you know, cause I mean, you know, like I say, it's like, I got a basement full of Migos, but I try not to spoil the kid cause it's actually, you know, it's kind of, it's not a good thing if like, you know, every time you have an impulse, your dad can just like go down to the basement and pull something out of a box and give it to you, you know? Yeah, I agree. There yeah. needs to be some limits in life. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, um, you know, and we try to be, you know, we try to be creative. I mean, 
you know, like Migos are kind of a, you know, they're kind of like an art project with, with, with us in a way. Um, so we, you know, we'll grab something and, you know, do a quick customization if he's, you know, got an idea. So we took a, a beat up uh, Wizard of Oz, which I'd seen somebody do this before, and we turned it into a Joker. We painted it white, and, you know, he's got that big, you know, Wizard of Oz grin on his face. And yeah. So we have this kind of, you know, this kind of, you know, chubby, schlubby looking Joker and some, you know, uh, some cobbled together parts and stuff like that. That's been our Joker for a while. So I'm I'm going to be excited to give him like a brand new uh, proper Mego Joker for Christmas. Yeah, that'll be pretty cool, especially opening up one in the package like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So we're gonna do we're gonna do the Joker and the Riddler, and then um, and then he's he's been obsessed with the 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 Dark Knight Batman. Um, you know, he went through this he went through this phase for a while where it was the blue the blue Batman from Brave and the Bold with the you know the yellow insignia, yep. and that and we you know and we agreed you know rightly so that that was the only proper Batman that there ever really should be. Um, and we were he was down with that for a while, but then he got all, he started seeing the Dark Knight stuff, and then he decided that you know the all black Batman was the only cool Batman. Oh no, no really? Eh? Well, it breaks my heart a little bit. But what are you going to do? Um, yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> actually, our friend um, uh, Steve Moore sent me one of the um, Kid Biz black Batman. Oh videos. yeah, you know I forgot about that. that's perfect. Yeah, yeah. Well, I've I'm, I've always kind of loved that figure. And um, so, and and if if you don't know, it's a it's a Mego style figure that was made in 1989 to go along with the Batman, the first Tim Burton Batman movie. Um, yeah, you, you used it, to see it a lot. Now you don't see it that much. Well, I guess the stock has kind of been has kind of yeah. been bought up. I, I did have my eye out, and it was going for higher prices on eBay than I remembered. But they were from Australia, and um, a lot of a lot in the late 80s, a lot of. Uh, American toys got reissued. Uh, there was a company called Len Hunter Toys that also reissued the AHI Batcopter mm-hmm. and the Mego Batman Bendy. Right. And they they re-released them for the Tim Burton film. And somebody, I, I have it in my collection. I never, I've never seen another one, but I also have that Bat Mego Batman Bendy in Michael Keaton black that I got from Africa. Wow! Yeah, so that they're also around in in that kind of a variant. So they they got around, um, but that's Australia is where that Kid Biz Batman came from, and there was another company that released it too, maybe in France. Huh. Like, there's two cards you can get for that thing, and mm-hmm. and uh, it's a great toy. I don't know why I don't own one. You know, it's 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 using I think a tong body, which they used for pirates and and, and other characters around that time as well. Hmm. That was the closest thing to Amigo you were going to get for a long time. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, and it's great too the the Kid Biz one. You know, it's got it's actually got the long sort of what I call Neil Adams Batman ears too. Yeah, you know, yeah, it's it's actually a good looking figure. Yeah, it's a good looking figure. Um, so I'm going to give that to, to my son for his birthday and, uh, for, as, as a, a all black Batman. That's very cool. So, yeah, I figure we got to, you know, ride this, uh, this Mego thing out, uh, Mego Batman thing out as long as it can. It's, you know, it's, you never know what the next phase is going to be. I'm, I'm, my son is 11 and I'm nostalgic for the superhero days. Yeah. They, they, they pop up when like the Thor movie comes out or... Um, 
you know, a, a good cartoon comes out and for two weeks, he's all about superheroes again, <laughs> but then it goes away and, I, you know, and it's, it's back to Lego and video games and all that. So I, I like it when it, well, <laughs> I, I, you know, I tell you the Lego thing too, has we started, we've started getting into that. And, you know, of course, if you are into superheroes, Lego is a great place to be right now because, um, they've got both licenses yeah, I, I would actually say that Lego is almost the new Mego for for my kids' generation because they have this universe, a, a lot in the same way that Mego did. And you you walk down the Lego aisle and you have um, DC Comics superheroes, Marvel Comics superheroes, monsters. You know, it's, there's a lot of similarities there. No, it's 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 kind of like it's it's like the dream. It's it's superheroes, Star Wars. Um, of course, and uh, with Harry Potter, and I guess they have Teenage Ninja Mutant Turtles now, and they have Back to the Future. I just saw. Wow. Yeah, that one. That one kind of surprised me. That's cool. Yeah. Well, it's you know, yeah. So it's like they're all the same uh, little species, and uh, yeah, and it is just like was... a, a very strange quirk of 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 fate that that you know L E G O is the new M E G O. Isn't that weird? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm tempted to call it Lego, but I can't get anybody to follow me along with that. Or or Lego. No, I guess it is Lego. I think that's why people call it Mego. Right. Yeah. Right. And that's why there never will be a Mego because Lego won't let you get anywhere near that trademark now. Yeah. Which is. Right. Unless unless you put like five E's into it. Yeah. Now, if I was going to bring (laughs) if I was going to bring the Mego company back, it would be M E E dash G O H. Mego. Right. Go. So it's sort of like D-Da. D-Da, exactly. Yeah, yeah. exactly. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so Christmas. So you've been filling the Mego Museum Facebook page up with all kinds of awesome uh, Christmas ads from catalogs and newspapers and stuff. Well, yeah. What happened was um, somebody on the Mego Museum forums, and I'll, I don't want to spoil his surprise, he's working on a project that's really neat. And he asked me for some of those old wish book scans. And it kind of, you know, as I was doing them, I kind of thought, well, you know, I haven't, I haven't revisited a lot of these since we, you know, since I I put them on the museum like eleven, twelve years ago. Mm-hmm. So some of the images are really from the old dial-up days, and I, I was like the last guy to leave AOL. I don't know <laughs> if you know this, but you know, they were shutting out the lights. You know? <laughs> um, so it. It, it it kind of dawned on me of, of of the myriad of things we could be doing over at the museum. I thought big high res scans of these catalogs would be a lot of fun to put up in December. So I, I'm going to continue doing this uh, all month. Uh, I don't know when this is going to air, but there'll probably be a great uh, a great amount by the time by the time that this 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 hits the airwaves. And uh, just you know, it's going to go from. Eagle Force to uh, Action Jackson. Fantastic. Yeah, and just have some fun with it, you know. Um, a lot of it is also triggered by the fact that uh, we've started this Mega Museum Mall, and you <clears throat> created some really lovely artwork for it with your, you know, with our fake department store called Cublins. Yes. Named after Neil Cublin, and of course, <clears throat> it's odd that you know I've never set foot in a Cublin's because you can't. But it did <laughs> kind of make me nostalgic for you know every old Kresge and and uh, you know uh, 
Two guys. Two guys. Well, yeah, I never had two guys. Um, we had we had things like Shoprite here. Yeah. You know, and and I just I I can still vividly remember how they smell and how they how they looked and and uh, you know that 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 thing will never have its day again and that that kind of it kind of makes me very nostalgic to think of those kinds of places. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I wanted to do the uh well, of course the super collector is the mascot for the Amigo Mall. Right. And um so and if you haven't checked it out, please do. We uh have a few sellers who have opened shops up at the museum and um have a variety of stuff from vintage Migo to uh just other vintage stuff to modern stuff, and uh, we've even got a couple of custom shops. Dr. Miko has a shop, and uh, the great Brian Leitner is selling uh, clothing. Uh, and and, and, and uh, Paul Laser Migo uh-huh. is selling a lot of his, his unique items, and I, I love a lot of his stuff as well. He's always got something neat and creative there. Yeah, he's a genius. Yes. He's a genius with the laser beams. Yes. And... Yes. Um, but uh yeah so we are having we are trying to channel that uh that feeling of the old uh newspaper circulars and catalog ads um so like in the in the layout i i changed the price stickers so they all actually look like little kresge price stickers which is just a little touch that you don't find when you go shopping at amazon that's right you know that's right or and and the uh, the other thing I wanted to add was if you've got uh, old Mego Christmas pictures, we'd like to do another album uh, for Christmas time this year. So post them up at the Mega Museum or the Mega Museum Facebook page, and then we'll put them up on the blog as as a, a third installment. We we had done in the past a long time ago the Kodak memories. Yeah, but I'm I'm sure that uh, it's time a to, lot. It's time to do like a new gallery with with uh, some updated stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, somebody did just post one the other day, so I, I gave me the idea that hey, let's let's see how many we can get. Yeah, let's put out the call. Um, yeah. And even if if anybody's listening that already has their picture up and they want to send a higher res version, because like you say, so much of the stuff that we have in our oldest archives are from the dial-up days when you, you just wouldn't dream of putting up a, a picture that was larger than two hundred kilobytes or you know twenty <laughs> kilobytes. Um, so we can we can improve that. But back, you know, I'm looking at the I'm looking at the the Facebook ad. One of the ads you posted from the was from the 1976 Wish Book. Yeah, and uh, it really struck a nerve. It got 57 people shared it on Facebook, yeah. which you know, like normally, like somebody like two or three, we might get two or three shares on a on a post. So that one really struck a nerve, and I can totally see why because it's just it's it's gorgeous. With uh, especially if you like Miko superheroes. Yeah, that's 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 a pretty good year, um, and it yeah, especially if you like DC because Marvel is barely represented in this one. That's true. Yeah, uh, it's it's a JC Penny from '76, and well, it's got a lot of players in it. Um, Aquaman is sadly missing, but uh, you've got you've got Batman and and uh, his family, Superman, Shazam. And of course, uh, Riddler and Joker, which were my top two favorite Bat films. So yeah, it, it really struck a chord. And um, well, and, and then it's got the, the the Mobile Bat Lab and the Black Bat Cycle. Yes, and right. The Batmobile and the Spider Car. 
and it's just an explosion of of red and yellow and blue and purple. So and it's and then it's got the Hall of Justice too, which was the great playset. I don't remember seeing Hall of Justice in a Christmas catalog before. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if I never got Amigo playset as a kid. Yeah, I drooled over a bunch, but uh, yeah, I the Hall of Justice is the one. I think, and and this has been dis- discussed before, but I always wanted the comic action. Which they called it the Fortress of Solitude, but it is clearly the the Hall of Justice from the Super Friends. Right. Like it, it even has the little table and chairs. But I guess Migo didn't want to name two uh, products the Hall of Justice and confuse kids. Well, either that or they were, were wasn't it also sort of was that tied in with the Superman movie in any way? Was it no, no. At the this same was time? this was seventy six. It was seventy six, and the movie was seventy eight. Yeah, that's so no, it had nothing to do. Yeah, huh. but um, cool no, that's that's uh, that the the, um, the Hall of Justice is the one I I barely remember. I I've, I remember seeing the Batcave as a kid, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess just because it's a little later, and I don't know if it came to Canada. You know, I don't think I've ever run into one in Can- in a Canadian box. Yeah, so might be. Uh, it's might a be cool place that I've never seen one that has the the the, the mechanism working. <laughs> that that's probably the weirdest mechanism. Like they kept obviously buoyed by the success of that Star Trek transporter, which is just a, a, a joy in its simplicity. Yes, they they seem to be trying to up the game rather than just put that transporter in everything. Um, so this, yeah, I'm not sure. If <laughs> yeah, this the, one... well, the translocation chamber. You're supposed to slide it over, uh, slide the figure. The figure disappears. You put him in the door. The figure disappears, and then he shows up. In the middle of a disaster screen, yeah, um, and then but it it's so the and the disaster screens are set up on these plexiglass sliding window things, and I don't know they always they they the only I've never seen it actually work because they they fall off the track and once they fall off the track there's no way to get them back on. I, I think I got mine working like I really I, I haven't opened mine in years. I think I got mine working once, and it's it's a weird thing to put like smiling Superman in a rock slot. <laughs> yes. Hello, everybody. You know. <laughs> I know it looks like he's reporting from the scene of a of a crime. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's not uh, it's not. I think I think it was meant to be a little bit. Um, I, I think it was it, it, it's its effect is not as good as other things that right. Amigo had done. <laughs> And I, but I also don't think it mattered. I think that just having that cool Justice League Hall of Justice was uh, no. Well, it's awesome, uh, and of course yeah. it's got the great Neil Adams artwork on the outside of it, and um, it's super fun to look at. And I think it has like a dial that you can show different uh, villains' faces, and of course it's classic, uh, classic Mego or, or classic Mego or DC stock art. Yeah. So yeah. It, it, boy, it has been a while. I'm going to open mine up. Would you please? Yeah, I'll do that right now. <laughs> well, speaking of opening things up, uh, we we started this before we started recording. We said, "Well, we should talk about the the figures ink toys," and um, you haven't actually gotten any. No, I, I I have a little bit of super superhero apathy, I guess. And and while I think they're neat, I have two or three Mego Batman and Robins right. in my collection, so I didn't grab them right away. Um, as these guys progress with different characters, I might, you know, I, I, I probably will be there. Yeah. But my my days of buying them for my kids are kind of past. So now it's me 
and I'm a little picky, but I was anxious to see them. Well, I tell you, it's you know, there's like, like we said before, there's been a lot of great, amazing stuff come along uh, lately from the various companies doing new Mego products. Um, but this was pretty earth shattering, and of course, we haven't had a podcast since the news came out that they were going to to reproduce world's greatest superheroes and um so we haven't really had a chance to have to talk about it no but um so like i said i ordered a set for my son and since he already has batman i'm not going to give him the batman so i thought i would open it up and uh we could see how how we like it okay doke so i've got it right here now they they come in this would this would be this would be a lot more effective as this was a video podcast but you're gonna have to bear with me or if i was in the room right exactly <laughs> <laughs> Hey, what are you going to do? All right. So, but they come in clamshell packaging, and I think similar to the Kiss, they're the they're sealed with a little plastic uh, zip cord. So I'm going to cut this open, and I've uh, just been anxious to know like how the how they did, because I know that they made a new uh, body from the previous days. You know, the in the old days, see, classic TV toys bodies were not the greatest. Let's put that generously. But uh, so let's see how they did. So this is a beautiful Batman. He's on a beautiful pink card. Yeah, and... they did their best there. I know they couldn't use the original artwork, and I'm sort of glad they didn't. But they did try to retain as much as they could, and I think they did a good job with that. Yeah, you know, I wasn't too sure about the artwork style, but. Uh... It's I, I like it. I like that it's not ex an exact duplicate of what Mego did. Um, but uh, you know, it's interesting. He's so it was easy to get out of the clamshell, but now I don't know how the hell to get him off the card. My kids always joke that twist ties are like my mortal enemy. Man, they're amazing. Well, yeah. There's no way to un. So the plastic tray. This is a really boring podcast. <laughs> 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 Later, we're gonna make you know, ice. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna open up my mail next. We can talk about yeah. my mortgage payment. Um, so anyway, but uh, yeah, so he's attached to the the. It comes out of the clamshell, but then he's attached to the card on this little plastic tray. Yeah, and you can't get to the twist tie unless you take the plastic tray off the card. So kind of a mixed bag on collector friendly there. Yeah, actually, I think I read that. Yeah. Well, people have been posting lots of, the, of reviews, um, and I gotta say, I'm pretty pleased or glad to say that you know we haven't had anybody who seems to really hate them. Yeah, I'm gonna knock wood on that one. But you know, yeah, it, it seems to be uh, largely positive. There's some quibbles, and I, I can't I can't imagine there not being them. Well, of um, course. You know, I mean, I think I I think my brain broke. Uh, MC did a series of monsters this year, and uh, I'm a huge monster guy, as you know, and they did mm -hmm. the Phantom of the Opera, and they did the Metaluna Mutant. And I think they are really, like, they've they've escalated in quality every year they did them, and this year was just, they were phenomenal. They were the closest thing to Sideshow in 8-inch form I've seen. And, uh, you know, there was still somebody out there who had a had a beef with them. You are know? you kidding? Yeah. <laughs> And I mean, they were really little quibbles, but it was still like, yeah. wow, you know, it, it, it's just inevitable. Somebody's got to say something. Else. Yeah, and well, I, I don't even, I don't even think it's, it's, uh, it's done to be. It, it's just somebody's got to say something, you know. 
Well, I can't disagree about that. I, yeah. I actually did. I'm not a huge Monsters fan myself, but I have kept up with that license because um, they did such a great job. And the Phantom of the Opera, that's, a, that's an amazing figure. Well, you know, the Metal in a Mutant was the one that blew me away. Like, the Phantom was great, but I was sold on that character. You know, I knew I had to have that. The Metal in a Mutant was sort of like, I, you know, I never thought I needed one of those. And then when I took that thing off the card, it was like, oh, this is an awesome toy. Like, I like it better. And I'm not even that in love with the character. Yeah. So. Okay, so I have gotten the Batman off of the card at last. Okay. And are you going to keep that card? Uh, well, that's the thing. I, I uh, Yeah, I wanted to cut him off nicely so I can put him back on yeah. um, without marring the, the, the plastic tray because it's actually it's a pretty cute card. I have a lot of issues when I take, like, Biff Bang Pow, Doctor Who off the card. I put them in my garage, and I pretend like I'm going to keep them, but they eventually end up in my recycle bin because I, I just – I don't – it's that collector mentality. I want to keep the packaging, but I really don't need it. So right. it's a weird thing. It's, <laughs> I, I know. It, yeah. Yeah, I got a box of that stuff, especially like the the you know like the MC Truck stuff. I really liked because it had you know actually had original new house shoal paintings on them. And oh yeah, it was gorgeous. You know, great stuff. So, but since I you know like I said, I mean I've got plenty of you know Mego Batman's to pose, but so I think I'll keep this guy on the card just for the novel sake of sake of novelty. But um, wow, so here it is. This looks very much like a Mego Batman. Um, the color is uh, is different, of course. The blue is much deeper than we remember. It's not the sky blue Batman gloves. That's all right, though. That kind of reminds me of Neil Adams a little bit. Yeah, it's actually don't I don't mind it at all. And one thing they did, it's really interesting. They <laughs> the guys, I kind of I, I almost sympathize with them because I mean, but they are trying very hard to sort of think about like, well, what do collectors want? What do these people want? So they the the Batman emblem is part of the costume. It's heat sealed onto the onto the fabric, right? Which is very nice because I must say, speaking as like the father of a six year old, it's paper insignias on dolls is really a pain in the neck because you lose, you lose them immediately. I gave my kids all my retroaction to play with yeah. because I thought, why not? You yeah. know, and they did a very nice job of keeping them. They're all in nice shape. Um, all the all the insignias are gone. You know, and and that was really? the way thought, it was I when I was they, a kid too. I thought they were sealed onto the retroactions, weren't they? Nope. <laughs> really? <laughs> they were stickers. No kidding. Uh, well, as I recall, my Batman lost its sticker pretty quickly, and That's so did my Superman. Yeah, I, well, I could be is... I could be wrong now. Well, so no, Batman is... lost his sticker. Okay, well we'll yeah. have to double check. But who cares? Because yeah. retroaction is out of business. Well, you know what? I, I still have mine, but <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but so anyway, so they heat sealed the insignia on, and then they, then they included a sticker version. That's clever. I suppose I'm not sure. I'm not exactly sure why, other than ah, I can use this on my son's Mego Batman. So that's thank you very much. Yeah. There you go. But um, so yeah, the color is is a little bit different. But that boy, the head is just that's amazing. It is. That's amazing. That is like the most. That's the most Mego head, re- retro, Mego head. What the hell am I trying to say? It feels really authentic. 
actually. Okay. That's kind of exciting because it's 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 very rubbery. It's got the same sort of texture as Amigo Batman head. And I mean, you know, if there's any I mean, if there's anything that I recognize, you know, like the back of my hand, it's Amigo Batman head. But um, you know, it's it's kind of springy, exactly what you want from Amigo head cuz some of the retro action stuff has either been you know, sometimes it's been too soft and then sometimes it's been too hard and and then some of them just gave up and started making resin, you know, plastic heads. Because um, getting this yeah. vinyl right is apparently very challenging, as yeah. we've seen. But this is, I, they did a good I've, job with that. I've been really wanting to check out some of their stuff, um, but they, they haven't quite stumbled on a license that I'm, I'm excited about. Like, Kiss, I'm not the world's biggest Kiss fan. Yeah. And um, Batman Wave 1... I'm surprised I didn't buy some. I really am. Right. Uh, I, and I, that may change. I might run out and buy one. If I saw them at retail, I'd probably buy them. Oh, I'd, you would be powerless to stop yeah, yourself from yeah. buying this. And and sometimes I do that. Like, I only have half of the certain waves Biff Bang Pow did because sometimes, you know, I drive to a town to check out a, a comic store, an antique mall. And it'd be cool to go home with something I didn't have, and it's like leaving a little treasure for yourself. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like um, I've gone home with Lost figures. I don't even watch Lost, <laughs> but you know, I figure, hey, I could use that for a custom or something like that. Right. So I, I, I do sometimes leave this Remigo stuff out in the wild, just for as, fun. Yeah, as almost well, a, an Easter egg. It's been hard. It's been hard to keep up with. That's for sure. Um, and uh, so I've got a couple of. Um, I've got a couple of Remigos that are going to go under the tree for, you know, people don't actually buy these things. I have to buy them for myself, and then I wrap them up and, get, and put them under right. the tree from Santa yeah. Claus. Just because I do, you know, it's like I want to have something nice because, you know, I can't, I can't leave it up to my family to buy me toys. They don't, they don't, they buy me shirts. and Yep. Actually, you know what? Like I, I, have, I, have, I have come to grips with that. Um, if I don't, you know, that's more toy money for me. Yeah, exactly. I'll, you know, I'll let you dress me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm gonna get. I'm getting the Biff Bang Pow. Uh, I finally got a, the Tardis playset. Oh, and fantastic! Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I tell you, and again on the Mega Museum. Uh, I mean, they they came. They brought Entertainment Earth and Biff Bang Pow brought the uh, Thanksgiving Black Friday yeah. specials. Man, it was hard to pass up. So I'm like, staring at four Venture Brothers characters as we say this. Yep, I, and I'm getting those under the tree too. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. I was like, God, I have so many Venture Brothers, and I'm, maybe I'm kind of getting burnt out. But then it's like fifteen dollars each. It's like, okay, cool. Yep, yep. I I picked up that that last wave, and and I was tempted to get a second Tardis, but it makes no sense whatsoever. So, right, you know, right. But if they had have dropped the price on the Wave Two figures, like with Sutek and all that, mm-hmm. that would have caused a problem. They might have. That might have. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I, I really had a, a, a deep affection for that series. So cool. Well, but, uh, so I tell you. So this Batman, I know our audience is waiting with bated breath. Um, I'm kind of impressed. The body, the body is. Um, I've heard this. I've heard that it's a little tightly strung, as we say. Um, but it's not as bad as I thought it might be. That the Kiss figures that I got were had a real problem standing up. Oh um, yeah, yeah, yeah. They were they were pretty much not at all poseable. They looked good and the costumes were pretty decent, but uh, they weren't very poseable. But this is this is this is acceptable. 
this works for me. He can stand up, he can pose, he can hold a he can hold a pose. It's pretty amazing. It's pretty amazing, Brian. Yeah. You know, we've been talking about this stuff for a long time. I mean, I'm kind of embarrassed to say how long we've been talking online about Migos. Since I think the I was nineties. Yeah, I think I was sending you color scans of my catalogs in like nineteen ninety six. Yeah. 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 And so we've seen a lot of stuff and I don't know how many I don't know how many argument or discussions I have sat through over arguments. the years about <laughs> about well, there's plenty of argu- God, there's plenty of arguments, no doubt, but just how many discussions I've sat through about, you know. When are they going to bring Mego back? Or if they did, what would you want? And da 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 da, you know? And it's like, here it is in 2014, and I'm holding a Mego Batman that somebody made like three months ago. And I'm excited about it, but I'm also, I also know what's coming next. When they start doing characters like Dr. Savannah, or, the, you know, hopefully they get down this, this line of doing these kind of characters Mego never did. Or even something as basic as the Flash. We we as a as a culture, if you could call Mego collectors a culture, mm-hmm. we we kind of don't have the same vision of utopia. You know, like some people say, "Oh no, if they did the Flash, they do them with a removable cowl," or you know. So we're going to now encounter all these debates. Mm. Yeah, and and I can't help but think, uh, "Oh, how what a terrible problem to have." You know, <laughs> somebody's somebody's got the DC license. They're they're catering to us essentially yes and you know whatever i think i think you know unless they really mess it up with a giant head like mego did on the old 12 inch captain america i think i think we're kind of just we're, we're going to be in a good place no matter what so i'm kind of interested and excited to see how they do it what they do what their approach is is it going to be early 70s mid 70s because mego changed you know sure you yeah. know the green the green arrow is a different animal from Batman and Robin. Well, it's going to be a real, and it's a, and it's, and it's very much a different thing to make something new, yeah, uh, than to copy something. Um, exactly. This is a, this is a very nicely done copy. Um, yeah. It's not an exact copy, as we've discussed, and that's totally okay. And yeah, in I'm a few ways, that. they've made some improvements. Um, I mean, these gloves look like they're going to hold on. I really like the cut of the cape too. It's nice. It's yeah. slightly well. It's more fabric. It's more fabricy than Amigo Cape, and it sits on his shoulders really nicely. I like it. So Fantastic. thumbs up for that. But so it's you know we'll see. But you know as far as like original sculpts. But then again, like the originals, the sculpts that they've shown for, uh, you know, D- Dukes of Hazard and the Batman sixty six, and we have no idea when the Batman sixty six is ever going to show up. But we have seen you know little bits of like their twelve inch stuff, and so it seems like they. You know they're they're going to come through with some good stuff, but that 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 is the one Batman sixty six line that I am pretty sure I am not going to have any power. Yeah, I, I didn't buy the Mattel stuff. Me neither. Uh, Hot Toys, I don't own any. That one, that one's going to probably get me. Well, God, you know it's like yeah. I mean, I see I see the stuff and uh, the Mattel stuff um, either in person or online, and and it you know it gets my attention because I'm drawn to those images. But yeah. there's something about the 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 you know it's the Batman and you know with a the plastic body you know and it's yeah. like it shows it's like no 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 he's got to be in a cloth outfit yeah. you know that, that that like that that is a Mego <laughs> that that needs the Mego treatment so that, uh, yeah, that's a dream Mego piece 
Like, oh, know. complete. No, if they if they manage to do that, if they manage to, you know, and it, like like we say, this is their first offering. Um, so it seems like you know we we hope we certainly wish them all the best, and I hope that they continue to make lots of great stuff. So if they yeah. manage to deliver Mego Batman sixty six, that's that's going to be pretty impressive. Now they they just released their uh, Kiss Dress to Kill figures. Uh huh. And like a good Mego trooper, like I, again, not the biggest Kiss connection, but I took one look at those and thought I need those suits. <laughs> You know, these wonderful late 70s suits they're right. wearing. And it's like, uh, if they don't sell those on their site, which they, they often are want to, yeah. um, I might just buy a set of those figures and, you know, bye-bye, Gene and Paul, you know. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> they, just, they just look fantastic. And, you know, I want to put the Mantooth characters in there. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. No, I agree. Well... Congratulations to them. It's uh, like I say, we've been talking about it for a long time, so it's kind of amazing to see it happen. And um, but uh, yeah, there's you know we would be remiss if we didn't say that there's all kinds of other stuff that is coming down the pike. Um, sounds like sounds like the guys that cast away are firing up the the molds again. I've been calling them Zika away. Zika away, yeah, right. So cast cast away and Zika got together, and they're gonna. They're going to be bringing some new stuff to market, and we keep hearing that uh, that MC has some amazing stuff that they can't talk about yet. And I, I you know what, I, I in conjunction with MC have something I can't quite talk about yet. It is a comic book license. It mm. is not the best kept secret in the world, <laughs> um, but um, me and 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 uh, my partner Sam Noir are going to bring. Uh, another character through the Odeon Toys license through MC, and uh, I would look for a, a press release this month. But it's um, it's a '70s comic book character, very iconic, and the absolute perfect thing for two Canadians to release. Fantastic. Yeah. Now, cool. that, if you can't piece that together, I'm, uh, I'm going to pretend that I don't know what you're talking about. Yep. And I'm just going to say good. I can't wait. Good plan. <laughs> I'm very excited. Uh, no, that's 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 excited. really cool. I'm you know I'm 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 really proud of you for doing that. And um, well, you know what? It's funny. I got it. It it's really more Sam Wars thing. I got it brought to me by him, and this about a year ago. And I kind of was like, yeah, I'll help you with that. Mm-hmm. And you know the positivity. And everything about it just seemed to start to click and to click and to click. And then all of a sudden in July, we were sitting in on a licensing meeting and I was full partner. You know, it just wow. I was, now I'm really, really looking forward to get, you know, getting it together. So we, we've had uh, we've had some uh, real fun with it, but it isn't it isn't necessarily my baby. I was just taken along for the ride. But now I'm really excited about it. Fantastic. So, yeah. Fantastic. And uh, how's our friend Brick Mantooth doing? Very well, actually. Um, st- still available. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, can so you get him at the Mega Museum Mall? You can. Yes, oh. you can. Yes. Um, I am elated to find out how many people dig this character and that I'm still selling Brick Mantooth right now. In fact, while I'm sitting here, I should be at the post office shipping off two more that just sold today. Awesome. So I am very happy about that. And... I am slowly but surely creating the whole Odeon Toys universe. Uh, I created uh, Satin Monster, which I think I did far too few of uh, because they're gone. 
Uh, we, of course, I did Brick as um, a, a parody of Polyestar, or, or sorry, a parody of Pulsar uh, last year, and I also did a parody of a Micronaut that went over very well and sold out. Yeah, it was and fantastic. Those were fun. Those <laughs> were so fun good. and ridiculous to do. Um, I'm pretty right- pissed that I missed the Satin Monster. Yeah, well, um, which I, if you, if you don't know what you're talking about, just he- head over to to Plaid Stallions and and you can see some pictures. It's pretty brilliant. And uh, but yeah, there was no time to think about that. You pull the trigger, or it's gone. And you're like Sucklord or something. Well, yeah, but I the the, the Lim- brick, limited edition. Brick, it's genius. The brick parodies went slowly, and right. I I'm, I'm and happy think... with slowly. You know, um, so then when this one went, it was sort of like what just happened. And it, they went so fast that I didn't have them all finished. So I was like painting and, you know, falling asleep. Because um, I also didn't set my uh, inventory button at the Mega Museum Mall correctly. Oh. I had like five done and I didn't press inventory and I sold like eight the first day. Wow. It was like, whoops. Um, so... I managed. I managed to get it done, and and, and I'm gonna probably January February come out with his partner Ron Space Pimp, and then I have a couple of other uh, character ideas, and and I'm gonna continue on with Brick as different characters. I think the next character Brick's gonna be is Big Jim. Um, the hurdle I'm getting over on that is just how to uh, replicate some of the Big Jim items, and I've had some help from uh, Paul Clark on that, and. Uh, I'm working a bit with Paul Wassum as well. Fantastic. Yeah. That's really cool. Um, great. So we'll, we'll keep us posted on your on your little efforts there. Yeah. And um, it's great stuff. And it's it is it is really amazing that that I, but I think collectively like we've really taken taken advantage of of the the potential of Migo in that yeah. you know like. <clears throat> You know, Paul, Dr. Migo, you know, making these bodies available so that it's possible for other people to come together and, you know, come forward like you did and say, hey, I want to do this figure. And uh, you make the heads, the bodies are ready to go, and boom, boom, boom. And, you know, you can do these these limited runs of these cool, cool figures. Well, you know, uh, 10 years ago, my friend Sean and I decided to make limited runs, like 10 of each for ourselves, but also to share with people of different characters. And it was so hard to get stuff done back then. Yeah. You know, because I had to get vintage Star Trek bodies to make the Logan's Run character, or you know, I had to get vintage this and vintage that. Now nice. I've got like four websites that just <laughs> cater to me, and I can go. Oh, I need this shirt and these pants and these. You know, oh, it, we live in an embarrassment of riches. Yeah, it's crazy. It's yeah. crazy. I still can't believe that there's that many people that are trying to cater to us because it feels to me like we're a small, weird subset of the world but it's interesting that you know there's not there's a few there, there there's a lot of like passionate hardcore amigo people obviously but yeah. i think we've also seen is that there's also this like broad uh affection for for amigo so like the vast you know general public isn't necessarily going to you know come after all of this stuff but there's so much out there now that that you know, a bunch of people, you know, various people who are not in Amigo can still come to it and say, oh, hey, you know, Doctor Who, yes, sign me up. You can't ignore it. Yeah. 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 But, I mean, I, I we're going to have to do an official count someday, but I'm pretty sure that we've we've reached the point where collectively they've made more, 
new Mego characters in the last decade than than Mego did the first time around. Absolutely, and we're gonna forget stuff. Oh yeah. 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 Well, I mean, keeping keeping the 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 re Migo gallery updated at Migo Museum has been a colossal failure, quite frankly. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, oh man, totally true. We can't keep up with it, you know. And I was telling you the other day, it's like one of these days, you know, one of these days we're gonna have to re, uh, you know update the the accessory check, and um, you know, I, th- I thought you know I thought that was going to be done, but there's been so many. Like there's so much new stuff now, we're gonna have to keep that thing updated too. Yeah, I so wish. we're gonna put out. We're gonna have to put out a call for volunteers because I'm getting too old so. for this. So, and I never had the head for it. <laughs> Inventory. Inventory. <laughs> so well, cool. This has been fun. Um, Want to wish you and your folks a merry Christmas. That's the same to you. And, and it uh, like you're gonna have a fun Christmas. I think so, and we'll you know try to post some pictures along the way. Um, and, and we're going to end this with some calls. Yeah, we did. We put out the word for some calls for people to share their their amigo memories, and um, so we're going to go ahead and play those on the way out. And uh, thanks you guys for calling, and we want to wish all of the amigo heads out there uh, a merry Christmas, and I, we hope you had a great Hanukkah, and. Um, and have a great new year because yeah. 2014 is shaping up to be pretty amazing time again to be a Mego fan. Exactly. And I want to give my extra thanks to Tom and Andy for calling in and sharing their stories. It's, it's, uh, it's really fantastic. I enjoyed them. Um, I was a little too young to get Action Jackson for Christmas, but it was cool hearing Tom's story. And um, I'm really glad that uh, I was, you know, some of the stuff we produced together there has uh, brought Andy back into collecting. That was really awesome to hear. Yeah, that was really fun. Yeah, yeah. big Brick Mantooth fan. Yeah, um, yeah. And if we get any more uh, calls uh, between now and the time that we publish this, I'll, I'll add on. So if we don't have any commentary for you, thank you for calling. But uh, cool, fantastic. All right. Well, happy holidays, everybody. Happy holidays, and. Um, We'll see you on the boards at the Migo Museum or on Facebook at uh, facebook.com slash the Migo Museum. And I think you can also follow us on Twitter if you're into that sort of thing. Yes, at Migo Museum. And uh, we're also on MySpace if you're in 2005. Awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so stop by and get our latest album. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Nobody wants to hear that. All right, man. All right. Thanks a Take lot. Care. We'll do it again sometime. Yeah, for sure. Bye cool. Bye. It was fun. Take care. Go Museum Podcast. Brian and Scott sold separately.